Welcome to Vista Life with Dr. Jesse Bollinger and Benet Conlin. Jesse Bollinger here, and welcome to the first episode of Vista Life, and uh, thank you for taking time to listen to the first episode. Uh, we'll take some time to introduce ourselves and talk a little bit about why we're Vista. So, uh, Dr. Jesse Bollinger and uh, Vista, uh, Benet Conlon. Benet, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm Benet Conlon. So, and uh, both AmeriCorps Vistas serving uh, actually within about 70 miles of each other in southern and central Iowa. Uh, I'm in Decatur County uh, at the southern edge of of Iowa, uh, spitting distance from Missouri. And uh, you're actually in you're actually in Des Moines, right? Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm originally from Creston and, and the Creston area, but I've lived in, in Laboni uh, for the past five years, uh, so I'm pretty familiar with the area. I think you were telling me before the show that you're you're actually from Iowa too. So, um, yeah. So, so what kind of brought you into Vista? Um, well, I had um, been wanting to do something to help people out and. I was struggling to find work that I was cap- that I felt capable of doing and couldn't really find work. So then I heard about Vista um, back in grad school or not grad school, um, back in college, and um, I thought I'd give it a shot. I took a look at it, and it seemed promising, and I knew I would need to go to grad school, and they gave, at the end of your service, you get a $5,000 scholarship called the um, Education the, Award. The Seagull. It's the Seagull Award, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yes, Seagull Education Award. And um, so that seemed... Really like it'd be really good to try and do. Did I How read somewhere you? that your undergrad, like in Japanese studies or something like that? Um, yeah, I studied Japanese language for a bit, but I didn't get a minor or major in Japanese studies. Unfortunately, the school your, I went to didn't have that. What's your major in? What you would you end up doing your major in? Um, I ended up majoring in anthropology. Very cool. Everybody said that's what I should have done. I got my bachelor's in communications from Graceland um, University, which, interestingly enough, is actually where I'm sitting right now uh, because my host agency, Decatur County Development Corporation, actually has 
and satellite office on the Great Plum campus, which has been really neat for interaction. Uh, I've been able to use a lot of connections that I made uh, when I was a student and, and over the last couple of years. So that's been really cool. But um, mm-hmm. anthropology is real neat, though. I mean, that's something that, that you can probably do several things with, right? Oh, yeah. There's, it's just I have to get higher education in order to do a lot of stuff. Right. Well, the seagull will definitely help with that. That's for sure. Yes. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you and I both had to do, and, and all of this does have to do, uh, the pre-service orientation, the PSO. And, and I did mine face-to-face in Philadelphia, which was really cool. I met all sorts of people. And you did yours through what they called a blend, right? You were yes. online. It's online. That's a couple-week deal, right? Yes. Yeah. And what I thought was interesting was I think a lot of the people that I met and then you just said it is, you know, when we think about why this, that's, it's either wanting to do something different to help people or flat out needing, needing a job. And, and I was, and I was kind of in that boat too. I, I wanted something different, but I also needed, you know, I, I, I needed a paycheck of sorts, you know, in a way, mm-hmm. um, not all the way, you know, it's not, it, it wasn't. It wasn't about the paycheck necessarily, I and mean, it was kind of after the fact that I said, "Hey, by the way, isn't there a stipend, and how much is it?" You know, kind of thing. But yeah. uh, the original was, "Hey, let's try and do something different and unique." Um, mm-hmm. And in my case, my host agency, I only applied for one. Did you? Did you only apply for the one with your site, or did you apply for a couple? Um. I did not. I applied for a few places throughout Iowa. Um, I had a phone interview for one of them and did not get accepted. And then um, I had an interview at the place where I'm currently at. And within, I think, a few days, I got noticed saying that I had been accepted for this position and um, I think there was just a few like papers to sign, and then I was good to go. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of how mine went too. It was like, hey, you know, let's let's do an interview with the host agency. Actually, no, I'll take that back. My first interview was actually with somebody from Volunteer Iowa, uh, which is actually where the grants help uh, for our positions, and then. They said, you know, if that goes well, if we like you, um, then then the host agency would would interview, and and that went real well. Uh, I've got a great site supervisor, so uh, you know that was kind of a good first meeting. I had actually met her for the first time, I think maybe the week before, in a totally unrelated setting, and so it was kind of it was kind of interesting, or very close to that I had met her in a totally unrelated setting. Um, because I'm in a pretty small community. Our population is about 2,000 people or 2,500 in Lamoni and pretty similar in Leon, which are the two big big towns in Decatur County, where, whereas you're, you're up in Des Moines. I mean, population Des Moines, what? What's the population up there? Um, I'm not sure. I know it's a lot. 30,000 maybe? Maybe. 
Yeah, so it's, it's quite a bit. Anyway, I could look yeah, that up. So it sounds like, I mean, education, the, you know, the education award at the end and and this, uh, you know, the desire to do something different to, to help others. Um, I think that's pretty common with our generation, though, right? I mean, for the millennials and, and any generation after the millennials, it seems like that's a pretty common you know, uh, you know, we need to take care of ourselves, but at the same time, part of taking care of ourselves is, uh, is, is helping other people. So this is pretty accurate. accurate. So, so what are you working on? What, what kind of projects are going on? Can we talk about that a little bit? Um, well, I'm creating a lot of social media outreach materials to kind of get awareness about community actions, community action agencies and what community action does and kind of more the idea of what it's actually like to be living in poverty. So we're trying to also like combat the stereotypes of those living in poverty. You know, that's an interesting point though, and that is that when I signed up for this, when I applied, what I didn't know is, I, I, know, what, I knew what AmeriCorps was. Um, I'd heard of Vista. I have a friend that was a, was a Vista at one time, but we'd never talked about it. And and I've also worked in national service. I've been a director for a retired senior volunteer program, but I didn't know anything about Vista. So what I didn't know till after I signed up was two things. One, we only do capacity building, so we're we're only creating things. We're you know we're we're in the offices. We're we're coordinating that kind of stuff. And the other thing is we only work with poverty and. I knew that we had poverty issues in Decatur County, obviously, poorest county in the state. Um, but I'd never really thought about what it, what would it be like to really work with those issues. Is that something you'd really thought about? Um, actually, yeah. Um, I kind of grew up about with around poverty, and I've seen firsthand the negative stereotypes it has, and so um, part of me want, had always wanted to do something to kind of combat the negative stereotypes and get the word out of what poverty really is like. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got an idea of what, when I think of stereotypes and poverty, I mean, I've got an idea of kind of what that means, at least from my standpoint, but but what's your take on that specifically? Because, I mean, that's a pretty driving, you know, uh, I mean, my family wasn't rich by any means, but, uh, and, and, and when I look back, we, I mean, we definitely were part of the farm crisis in the 80s. My parents experienced that. I know that was very impactful for us. Um, but what kind of stereotypes did you see? Um, you said you grew up in Waterloo, so bigger city, bigger area. So what did that mean? Um. I think in some ways some people felt that um, poor people were dirty, they weren't all that clean, cleanliness or hygienic, um, and in some ways, as even just being as a VISTA, I've noticed that some people view people in poverty as um, like you kind of have to sacrifice your happiness. You can't be happy if you're in poverty. You can't go to a movie if you're poor. You, you know. So, it's, um, and then another thing about 
people in poverty is that they're lazy, that they want to be poor, or that they're on drugs and they're just using the system. Those are kind of the stereotypes that we're trying to combat. Yeah. I, I would I would agree that those are all stereotypes. And interestingly, as I started to prepare for PSO and as I was quietly doing the initial paperwork, um, I started reading a book called Scarcity. I think you and I talked about this the other day, uh, about the concept of scarcity. And I also was awaiting the release of the, the new book by Dan Bootner, uh, and, and Dan Bruner's concept is, is something called a blue zone, and that is a specific area of, of a region where people do the same things, and as a result, they experience longer life and, and different health benefits. And so I knew, I knew that the new book was going to deal with happiness, and so I'm reading it right now. And interestingly, what he's finding, and, and he's, none of this is happening in the U.S. except for maybe one community that he talks about in the book, um, but specifically there was a community in Mexico where their happiness was through the roof, and they were, I mean, they were living on nothing, uh, but yet their happiness was higher. And so I think when you said what you did about the stereotypes, it's, it's a cultural issue and it's a cultural viewpoint uh, that if it would shift, uh, I almost wonder if happiness would, would rise and, and poverty would, would change. So uh, that's interesting. So are, are you, are you uh, researching this? I mean, you, you, you've had these experiences growing up. I mean, so are you kind of thinking through learning more about poverty or is it kind of coming as you as you work on your projects and as you work with your host sites? Yeah, um, actually, um, since being a VISTA, before, prior to being a VISTA, I guess, I didn't really think of, you know, researching poverty and stuff. Just kind of knowledge I knew and held on to it. But now being a VISTA, I realized, like, okay, I have my perspective. It's nice to see other people's perspectives and find out a little bit more about the poverty. And um, I've read a few good books um, about poverty. Um, there is one one I had read is um, Hands Mouth by Linda Torado. It is her personal experience about being in the working class, poor. So you get like the struggling of working basic jobs, like working at Walmart or something, and having that minimum wage job that's only part-time and trying to survive off of that. I found that, like, a lot of the stuff I could agree with her on, and um, she's very witty, so really good book. And then um, another book is... Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, Two dollars a day. Okay, I think I've seen that one. I think I've seen that one too. You know, and I, I think, uh, we'll put those in the we'll put those in the show notes um, so people have those because I think it's really important. 
Um, you know, back, back to the, the Y Vista point, you know, I asked, I asked the guy out in Philadelphia, I said, hey, why, you know, why are you doing this? And, and I remember he said to me, he said, because, because I grew up wealthy. He said, I had money. My family had money, you know, we had everything. And he said, as I grew up, I figured out that that wasn't the case for everybody. And so he said, I want to learn. I want to learn uh, what poverty feels like. And so living on that stipend uh, is, uh, you know, he felt like that was a good way to do that. And, and so I think, uh, you know, educating folks, you know, through some of these different books and, and that's important too. Um, you may be saying too, uh, I had another guy that pretty upfront immediately that he was homeless. He was homeless as of coming into being a Vista. He was like being a Vista was going to be a step up for him. And so he kind of disappeared the first night of PSO. And so the next day I asked him what he did. And he actually went and hung out with a bunch of homeless guys in the street and spent time with them and talked to them about their experiences and, and just kind of learned from them because he was from a different part of the country. So, you know, how you, how you do homeless in Philadelphia was different than how you did homeless in Chicago. And, and so he, he kind of shared that. It was really neat. So, that's good. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, this is good stuff. So, very good. Well, you know, we've got you. I'm just getting started. My service term started in August, and and if I remember right, you told me the other day that you're kind of in the middle, right? You're you're not. You're yeah, not getting I'm started. You're not done yet. No, I'm halfway. I started in March of okay. 2017. Okay, so you'll be done. Late February, early March of, of next year, then. Yes. Good deal. Well, I think the why, you know, as we'll, as we'll point out in other episodes, I'm sure, you know, especially with some of the guests that we want to bring on and some different things, the why is different for everybody, but the why also is I see a lot of commonality. You know, mm-hmm. people wanting to use use different skills or gain skills or, you know, the simple need of, you know, the simple need to help other people is, is pretty, pretty profound, pretty, seems to be pretty common. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of a lot of people I run into, they wanted to help out. Definitely. And I think, you know, a lot of us, we've had, I think we had one training, one training back in September uh, that I did virtually, did it by, uh, well, it ended up being by phone, thanks to technology not doing what it needed to. Um, but, so, so you've met, I think you've met some of the other Vistas in Iowa to this point, right? Yes. Yeah, and then, uh, sounds like we're all going to be at Iowa Nonprofit Summit here, it's something like two weeks. And uh, so I'll be curious to see what kind of takeaways uh, we all get from spending time together. I think the night before the, the summit starts, I, my understanding is that we're maybe all going to do something, probably fairly informal, uh, but we'll all get to meet each other and, and uh, spend some time together, which I think will be real cool. Yeah. I know um, our VISTA leaders here um, are wanting to plan a Halloween party for us. 
something as well. Yeah, how that goes. Yeah, no, that would be that would definitely be interesting. That's that's for sure. Cool. Well, I think that uh, pretty well wraps us up for the first uh, the first episode here. Um, we appreciate everybody uh, listening the first time. Give us feedback. Um, Vista Life Show at Gmail dot com, and uh, we'll be happy to share comments on our next episode. Plan to do this probably monthly, and uh, you know, or more frequently if you're so inclined. So. Um, until next time, enjoy and let us know what you think.